And welcome everyone live to the studios of Triple H 100.1 FM. You are, of course, listening to Small Biz Matters with Alexi Boyd, the fantastic show where you get to learn a great deal about making your business better, improving it and being more efficient amongst other things. And that's what we're going to be focusing on today. It's all about efficiency and learning tips and strategies from the experts to be able to, I guess, make the most of your time and not be bogged down with really mundane admin heavy things. That's kind of the evolution of tech, the good evolution. Uh, It's not necessarily taking away people's jobs, as everybody may be fearful of, but it's actually making you more efficient in your business. And it is time, if you haven't already, to start tapping into those opportunities. It's not expensive. And in fact, the amount of time and money it'll save you in your business will help you grow. Now, it is a significant business milestone when you finally say in your business, it's entirely paper free. It's really exciting, actually. Imagine the freedom where everything that you need for your business in terms of accounting and, 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 and all those bits of paper are actually accessible anywhere in the world. Imagine that you are being on holiday as a small business and I'm not going to kid you all and say that you stop working when you're on holiday because when we're small businesses, we just keep working. Uh, but imagine that you can access what it is that you need and it's all there at your fingertips because you have gone finger free, finger free, <laughs> paper free, finger free, that's a bit odd. How do you get to that point? Where do you start when you're heading down that liberating path and what are the pitfalls to avoid along the way when it comes to cloud-based software? Today's Small Biz Matters, we welcome to the show Luis Sanchez, who is the marketing, sorry, the managing director of Receipt Bank in Australia, who's going to share with us not only some excellent starting points for those still drowning in filing, but also some some top strategic thinking and advice for the future of this exciting fintech company. Welcome to the show, Louise. Thanks for having me, Alexia. It's, uh, it's been a long time coming. I'm really excited to be here and to share a little bit of what we know um, sort of in the fintech space yeah. uh, about how, you know, everybody's business is changing, how there's great solutions out there to make your life a little easier. And hasn't it changed in the last 10 years, the evolution of, you know, being at a time where you might have walked through your accountant, accountant's firm and seen these piles of paper and, and huge amounts of filing and he probably had a storage unit that had five years worth of information there. Those days are gone, really. You know, I in the last 10 years, I've seen it change dramatically. So just a little bit about me to give a sense for everybody listening as to my background. I used to work for Intuit QuickBooks in uh, in America. And I moved out here about four years ago with Intuit. And I'll tell you what, in those 10 years, you know, everything has changed. And so, yes, there's amazing technology like Receipt Bank. Uh, QuickBooks and Zero have really taken over the world, right? And so all of a sudden, people can leverage these solutions um, and, and just focus on what they love to do, not, not focus on all these receipts and all this paper flying around. And so it's, uh, it's dramatic. I mean, I'll give you an example. Zero has over a million small business clients uh, using cloud-based software. Um, QuickBooks has something like 3 million, over 3 million. And there's 350,000 small businesses all over the world using a solution like Receipt Bank. And so these are just massive numbers. And the beauty is, you know, these are tried and true solutions. So it's, it's great to tell you a little bit about how people around the world, you know, not only in, in the UK and Australia and the US uh, are benefiting from it, but um, just trying to make your life a little easier. And I think that what we're trying to, uh, you know, what a product like Receipt Bank or, um, you know, something like Squirrel Street or one of the other guys, what the, what they're trying to do is actually solve the problem of these fiddly bits of paper because that can take up so much time. And on the one hand, you're trying to make sure that you get as many of these expenses um, put into your books as possible to reduce the taxable income. That's really important. But at the same time, you know, you're sitting there going, oh, for goodness sake, does it really matter if I put in a $2.20 receipt from 
uh, from the post office or for parking or whatever it is. Um, but we do live in a really we have to operate under a very heavy set of compliance rules, don't we, in in, uh, in Australia? It's yeah. one of the most compliant tax rule heavy. Uh, what's, what's amazing about Australia is, you know, and, and some of us who, who have a little experience in a few different, you know, economies can tell you, not only is it very tech savvy, so here people know cloud-based uh, software, they know solutions like Bank and others, you know, not only that, but you're right, there's, there's a lot of compliance, a lot of focus on it, very, um, very forward thinking. I mean, I'm just amazed that, you know, how easily people can file taxes here trust me in america it is really? a nightmare and i know it feels like a lot of pain but trust me it's even it's worse, worse in other places but you're yeah. all you know i'm not you, <laughs> you here you are representing american taxation system <laughs> but but it's deregulated it's um it's kind of like cowboy country out there for for for, t- for fintechs tell me about the difference between operating in those different markets from a fintech perspective i've heard from other fintech companies that it is a hell of a lot harder because it's cowboy country and because there's no regulation. Is that true? It's true. Not only that, but, you know, I was talking about how forward-thinking the the Aussie economy and and the small businesses are. You know, in the U.S., you still get a lot of people using desktop software, which is wild, right? So all of a sudden, you can't really get real-time accounting or bookkeeping done. So it starts there, which, you know, at at this point in time, people expect, right, to be able to look at their P&L real time and say, here's where I am. Yeah. That's, that's the beauty of what cloud-based software, um, you know, helps you do. But yeah, it, it is cowboy country in the US for sure. And so it's a lot to do with the businesses themselves who are stuck in their old ways, who are not moving into a cloud-based system, not necessarily the regulation space that's limiting the ability of fintech companies to grow. That's exactly right. I, I think the other piece that many, many Aussies don't realize is Australia has been leading the way for quite a while now on just uh, the great solutions that to, within at least accounting software. I've seen it firsthand. I remember being to the first QuickBooks Connect in the U.S. and a lot of the Aussie startups were there showcasing their wares and everybody going, "What is this stuff about?" You know, yeah, I what's remember, the cloud? <laughs> yeah, there were solutions like Practice Ignition, for example, mm-hmm. who were, were, had launched here and were educating people. And that now it's changing over time. But yeah, Aussies have been leading the way for a long time. Yeah, that's that's quite interesting. Um, but I guess in, in, in making sure that they're learning from other markets as well and trying to extend ourselves into other markets. Um, are we, in terms of the fintech industry, are we better at that uh, in terms of getting into other markets and exporting ourselves in that way? Is that something that we're also advanced with? I would say that um, Aussies are really good. You know, I, I, they're, they're very... Uh, the economy here is is very versatile. I think everybody sees, you know, when they see a good idea, they jump at it regardless of what the brand is. And, and so that's, I think, a, a really real positive. And I would say, you know, there's sort of like a three-way street going on. The, the three leading accounting software markets being the UK, the US, and Australia are really feeding each other the best ideas. And those are making their way globally pretty quickly nowadays. Now, one of the important things that um, you pride yourselves in and, and a lot of successful fintech companies pride yourselves on is is working hand in hand with accountants and bookkeepers. And almost, um, and this is something that I've noticed as a transition as a small business advisor as well, is it's about uh, recognising that entire industry as the small business leaders and the advocates and the representatives of, of the, the hardship that we go through. Um, is that Has that been a strategic a thing to actually partner up with those who are who are the uh, the advisors. It's uh you, you know what's interesting it, it is a proven model and so the way zero started you know call it 10 15 years ago uh, was basically 
making the accountants and bookkeepers the the center of the universe and basically innovating around their needs mm-hmm. and that they found to be a great way to get in front of small businesses. You know, the accountants and bookkeepers are a trusted advisor. Um, when a small business doesn't really understand what to do with their books, you know, what solutions to use, they go to their accountant bookkeeper and ask, what should I be using? And their word usually is gospel. And so, yes, that's a, that's a strategy that's been proven. And so we, you know, we've been innovating the entire time for the last 10 years. So we've been around 10 years, which is wild. Um, just about six and a half in Australia. Uh, started in the UK. Uh, but yeah, all we've been doing from day one has been innovating around the area of bookkeeping efficiency. Mm. And so we're trying to, through bookkeeping efficiency, help out accountants who do bookkeeping, help out bookkeeping, bookkeepers who obviously do bookkeeping all day long, and small businesses who don't want to deal with you know the mundane and the routine stuff of bookkeeping. So creating all that efficiency so that everybody can focus on what they love. Yeah, and and that, that's essentially what it's about. It's trying to get everybody uh, better educated and helping them to do what they want to do rather than what they don't want to do. Exactly. Unless you're a crazy bookkeeper and you just love doing that stuff, which well, is yeah. just as nuts. We're going to take a quick break here on Small Biz Matters. And when we come back after the break, I'm going to be talking about these practical strategies. What are the things that you can do? Say you're sitting there and you're looking at me at the radio and you're going, really? I, where do I even start? I mean, there's piles of paper everywhere. I don't know what's paid, what's not paid. How do I even get going? And that's what the practical strategies of today's program are going to be about. You're listening to Triple H 100.1 FM. We'll be back after this. I want to talk to Luis now about uh, efficiencies and, and how do you get started when you're really drowning in paperwork? So let's say, okay, you've got a typical business owner. He's sitting there. He's going, right, it's time to do my admin. It's 10.30 at night, and this is when I typically start. Um, how does that person engage with, uh, with tech and start to use it right from the beginning, right from the get-go? You know, it's, it's a great question, Alexia. And, you know, what I find about this type of tech is you're absolutely right. It's time. The time that you get back that you don't even realize you could have back, that, that is the biggest benefit, right? So everybody wants to focus on what they love. Nobody wants to focus on, you know, um, pulling out all the receipts from one side of your wallet and, you know, and starting to count them and punch them into an Excel spreadsheet or, or whatever it is. Uh, nobody wants to do that, especially on the weekends, during family time. But that's the reality of what most people start doing. So, you know, um, there's a lot of solutions you can look into. Well, my, my recommendation would be, you know, you start with, hopefully people are using cloud-based software. You know, you've got the Zeros, the QuickBooks, the MYOB, Account Ride Lies, or Essentials of the World. Um, and then there's all these apps that plug into them. And so um, at Receipt Bank, we talk about being in the bookkeeping efficiency space. Uh, but but basically, these are data automation tools, right? So, so I would start with maybe doing a little bit of um, homework as to which people call them apps or add-ons plug into the cloud-based software um, options. Uh, the beauty about some solutions uh, is that they plug into all of them. And so that is one of the reasons why we at Receipt Bank love talking to anybody who uses you know, any sort of software because we plug into all of them. And I just so- want to ask you as well, what, can you just describe what it means if um, an app uh, for someone who's not familiar with it actually integrates or plugs into the accounts-based software? So I guess what you're saying is step one is make sure you've got a good accounting software that you're happy with, that works for your industry. Thank you. That's a great way to translate what I just said. Yeah. That's right. Start with some good cloud-based software. But how does software. it plug in? I don't understand what you mean by plugging in. You know, nowadays it's actually amazingly easy how you think of it as creating, uh, it's almost like you're using uh, Google single sign-on, right? So you might have an account on zero an account on Receipt Bank and you just give the credentials to your zero account to access your Receipt Bank account and all of a sudden, magically, all the information flows from one to the other. 
So they talk to each other. They talk to each other, exactly. Exactly. Okay, I see what you mean. Um, And do we have to be worried because obviously our accounting software is very... um, sensitive in terms of uh, financial data about our business or about our personal lives. Do we need to be concerned about apps and the way that they integrate in terms of um, security? You know, what I would tell you is in general, um, all the accounting software apps now having sort of increased the level of security that's needed. So as an example, at Receipt Bank, we do two-factor authentication. So literally every single time you want to sign on, you know, between Receipt Bank and Zero, you get a text saying, is this you? you know, click here to approve this sort of, you know, linkage. And so there, there's a lot of software, that a lot of security that's built in. Mm. So I wouldn't worry about it, you know, sort of anymore because the software providers are taking on all of that on your behalf. Yes, I was going to ask that. About that. Let's talk about the elephant in the room, that um, cybersecurity uh, there's a lot going on behind the scenes, I presume, with this highly sensitive data. Yes. Are you able to describe, just to give some reassurance for fintechs who have access to this sort of information, what you do to protect small business? Sure. So I think it starts with the basic, which is the data that you put in. So think of it as you take some pictures of receipts and it you know, flows onto a receipt bank account. The data is yours. So no, nobody else owns that data. Secondly, um, we store it in the most secure possible ways. You know, think of it as like online banking. It's the same type of, you know, uh, security in the, in the back end. So you're absolutely right. You know, the, the cybersecurity is incredibly important. We know it's at the core of uh, the confidence that anybody has in our companies at all. Right. So if, if all of a sudden, um, you know, you have some massive data breach, that's obviously going to affect your company in a huge, huge way. And that's what we all take massive levels of, you know, capital expenditures and security protocols to ensure that your data is very, very safe. And, and frankly, the same thing happens with the cloud-based uh, software providers. They take a lot of pride and a lot of resources to make sure your data is safe. And I guess it's in your best interest to make sure that there's no breaches. That's exactly right. It is in our Social best Social media is a really horrible thing when, you, when you're on the wrong side of it. It is. That's exactly right. <laughs> uh, so let's talk, about, um, let's talk about our small business who's sitting there saying, okay, well, okay. So I've, 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 chatted some, I've chatted to my accountant and your bookkeeper and I've talked to some other people in my industry. We always talk about on Small Biz Matters the importance of liaising with your professional association. So that's mm-hmm. a great starting point. Um, and they might be able to recognize and, and, and recommend some apps for you to use as well. Well, so I'm sitting there and I'm going, there's five years worth of paperwork here. With the people who are really sitting down in that capacity, what do you recommend that they do first? Do you start from today and go forward or do you start from the beginning of the quarter or the year? What do you suggest? You know, what, what we find a lot of people doing is certainly, you know, it's almost like building a new habit, right? So you certainly have to start from today. Uh, over time, we would recommend at least going back to the beginning of the quarter. And if you can, to the beginning of the year, the financial year, to make your account in your life a little bit easier, right? Uh, but I would certainly just build new habits, right? Start making sure, as an example, when you use certain solutions, you know, if you want to claim every single tax deduction, stay, start taking pictures of every single one of those receipts, send them through, and then, you know, basically the information is going to be flowing not only to your cloud-based software, um, but through solutions like Receipt Bank and others, your accountant and bookkeeper will be able to see it as well. So all of a sudden you have this wonderful uh, transparency and visibility to everything you're doing, which adds a lot of value to your relationship with your accountant and bookkeeper, um, might even save you some money. Money, 
you know, because it saves a lot of the hassle of going back and forth. And, uh, and so they can spend a little bit of time on your, you know, less, a little bit less time on your books, uh, potentially charge you a little bit less, but certainly everybody's life is better off because of this amazing technology. And can I just put my bookkeeping hat on for a second Please. and say, um, when you upload a document, uh, make sure that you're actually uploading the tax invoice. So a classic example, and I've, I've had this with a number of my clients, is insurance documents. So a payment receipt that doesn't indicate the GST, for example, because we all know that insurance is not exactly 10% because of stamp duty with the GST. So you want to find a bit of paper that actually has on it almost the word GST because then you know it's a tax invoice. Mm-hmm. So uploading like a payment receipt or even instalment amounts or the agreement that you have with your funding uh, you know, facility is not the actual tax invoice that shows what it was so be really be really mindful of that because there are some weird and wonderful things that go go into products um, like Receipt Bank. But having said that, um, I also encourage my clients to use uh, platforms like this to get everything in there, mm-hmm. everything, so that when I get to the end of a quarter and I'm doing a bass, I can go, oh, you know, can you? I don't need to be hunting and asking you and backwards and forwarding like you said. Yeah, it that's, really takes that's, that away. that's the beauty. You know, this, these are many of these solutions just enable better communication between mm-hmm. you know you and your accounting professional and so um you know in case the ugly a word appears audit you know if you've got everything saved you've got nothing you know to worry about and um that many of our solutions have great search functionality so literally in the previous world where a you might be worried about missing receipts and missing tax invoices or b you might find it really tough to find stuff you know what technology is here to fix that uh we've heard that you know uh and an auditor might show up to a bookkeeper's office and say, hey, can I have all the information for this specific you know, client? And somebody using Receipt Bank can pull that up within a minute or two and be done. Yeah, and all the platforms offer that as well, which is really handy because um, it almost makes your... Because there are costs associated with auditing, aren't there? Yes. So it almost can reduce your auditing costs as well. And what a wonderful feeling it would be if, you know, you get that call from the ATO and they go, we've decided because you're a hairdresser that this week we're attacking hairdressers, so we're going to be auditing you. And you go, sure, what do you want to know? Mm-hmm. That's it. That's the answer. Not, oh, my God. But you actually, you can you can be really assured that everything is there and you can be confident about it, which I love. So um, I want to I question you on that whole concept of, um, I guess, tech as well. And, uh, and that, that we talked a little bit about the insurances behind what keeping everything secure. Um, who has access to this data at the, you know, you, you do, obviously, the person who's using it, but can the ATO tap into, can the ATO go demand to have access to your account? So the ATO can demand it, but they still need your approval in order to get access to it. So, you know, we, we would work with the ATO and, and certainly with your accounting professional. Mm-hmm. You know, we we basically enable um, for the data to be accessed, but basically it's a three-way street. It's either yourself or your accounting professional who you've given access to, right? But So by the way, uh, again, nobody gets access to it unless you give them approval. And then if the ATO absolutely needs it, you know, we would give it to them, um, but not without your approval. So get like back, back to the beginning, the data is yours and uh, yours alone. What would you say are the negatives? What are some of the negative feedback that you've had um, in your journey of, of developing this software that obviously things that have been ironed out, but what are some of the negatives that people will probably hear about um, in terms of their, their strategies around uploading things and getting things into the cloud? What are the negatives? You know, I, I think you, you've hit the biggest one on the head, which is, you know, 
security concerns. You know, can you? How can you assure me that nobody is ever going to be able to access this? Or, you know, do you have something locally that gives me, you know, confidence that nobody will ever access it? I just, you know, you know what's interesting, Alexi, is sometimes some of those negatives um, have really turned around. And so I'll just give you an example. This is a, a, a terrible thing to bring up in times like this, but it's very real. You know, when you get bushfires, you get flooding. Um, and people, you know, historically have thought that their computer, their laptop at home was the best way to get organized and to save all the stuff they needed. Unfortunately, you know, you're, something happens and your house goes up on fire you're, or, you know, it, it gets flooded. Um, you're out of luck. And all of a sudden, you're out of compliance. And so that's the beauty about cloud-based software, which obviously people have some of the security concerns. By the way, those security concerns are a small fraction of what they used to be because people now understand the advantages um, of having access to that information anywhere and everywhere. And so that, yeah, in, in tough times like now, it becomes even more real and, and, and becomes a, a, a much more of an imperative to stay compliant to use cloud-based software. What about the tough times for the software company themselves? What if you've got your entire uh, paper trail, your entire, I don't know, business in there for five, seven, ten years and that software company goes under? A, is that likely? And B, um, what sort of assurances are there for Australian businesses who need that information in case they are audited or even just to, to function? Yes, yeah, it's a very good point. You know, all that all that information is obviously in the cloud and there there are regulations that force us to have that data available for quite a while. Even if you go out of business? Even if you go out of business, there needs to be assurances made about the data being able to be accessed by somebody within a certain time period. And so certainly people in that worst case scenario, and I think, you know, you and I were just chatting about the fact that we just raised $73 million at the beginning of this year. And so companies like Receipt Bank you know, are very, very, and very safe um, havens. But you're asking a great question, which is what happens if somebody does go out of business? Um, they are forced to make the data available to every single customer for something like 90 to 180 days after they might file for bankruptcy um, because it is obviously incredibly important information. So if that were to ever happen to one of your suppliers, um, be vigilant and act accordingly in order to get all your data back within that you know, short time period. And is that uh, something that we should be pleased is an Australian regulation requirement? Is that because that's what's expected of you is being part of the financial services industry in Australia? Or is that just kind of like a worldwide handshake where all the cloud guys got together and went, you know what, we're going to be really good guys and we're going to do this for our people? Well, you know, I I would start by saying Australia security laws, regulations are amongst, you know, the toughest in the world, which I think is a great thing for small business and accounts and bookkeepers. But secondly, you know, we all know in in sort of the tech and software world that we need to make certain assurances for any of us to be comfortable doing business with us. And so there is a little bit of, you know, regulatory ex- expectations, but also, um, you know, cloud-based um, software suppliers understand they need to provide this in order to be believable as a business. We're going to take a quick break here on Small Biz Matters and listen to some community service announcements. When we come back to the program, we're going to do some step-by-step how to get everything up um, into the cloud and what you should expect from a software provider who's going to provide you with this service. You're listening to Triple H 100.1 FM and across the community radio network. We'll be back after this. 
Now, speaking of tech, today we are talking all about using a product such as Receipt Bank or another um, Expensify or some other product like that that can actually assist you with getting everything in one place and getting rid of all that paper. And before the break, we were talking about uh, the regulation that's in place to support small businesses to make sure that your data is protected, secure and available to you, even if um, the worst thing happens, which is, you know, all of these companies decide to fall over. We're talking to Luis Sanchez, who is the general manager of Receipt Bank, and I want to talk about the practicality of this. So let's talk about step by step. I'm sitting in my office. I've got a whole bunch of papers around me. Uh, You mentioned before the break, it's a good idea to start at the point where maybe the beginning of a quarter, but talk to your accountant because they're the best person to advise where you should start. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, if you're like three basses or four basses behind, you might want to think about rolling that date back all the way back to that beginning of where you're... I agree, that makes sense. ...really behind and then get started from that point. Um, We're all trying to keep you out of trouble. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. And then you pull out your phone and you upload an app like Receipt Bank and then you start uh, taking photos. So, yeah, I I love the way you put it, which is, you know, let's do the the how-to. So, literally, go to your app store, you know, whether it's Google Play, Apple App Store, and that's literally what I've got in front of me. Type in Receipt and Receipt is a funky word to write, so let's go with R-E-C-E-I-P as in Paul, T as in Tom. Lois, is that the same spelling in America as well? Yes, it is, actually, (laughs) believe it or not. So type in receipt, type in receipt scanner, something like that. Uh, Find an app, like Receipt Bank, um, and start taking pictures. So literally Mm -hmm. all, uh, what's amazing about this technology nowadays is, and we'll talk about machine learning and artificial intelligence, but now you take a picture of, uh, you know, you, you went to Macca's, and the technology extracts the data. It's basically lifting all the information. We we read it through all these algorithms and we plug it into Receipt Bank already so that you don't have to enter any information. And so it then, you know, magically makes its way into the software and it's there for you or for your accountant or bookkeeper to do stuff with it. And with a lot of these products, um, I would suggest that you don't try and look at the data on your phone because obviously it's the, the image the image might be quite small and difficult to read. You're better off just at that point getting as much into your phone as possible and then uh, at that point moving to your desktop and starting to look at everything in what is usually uh, termed as an inbox in these programs. And then you start looking at everything one by one. Now, this is where I want to bring up the difference, which a lot of people can be confused by, and in fact I was as well, the difference between artificial intelligence and automation. Can you put that in layman's terms and explain it to us, please? Sure. So automation overall... It's just the, you know, what we're trying to do is make sure that you don't spend time on routine tasks. We can automate the concept of, you know, data entry, right? You're entering data. You don't need to enter data. We can automate that for you through the use of software, robotic intelligence, whatever you want to call it. We, we can automate that. We can take that uh, routine task away and make it automatic. Um, now, we use artificial intelligence. Um, so think of it as... We have software that we create that gets smarter as it gets and gets sees more data. And so, for example, Receipt Bank gets about 10 to 12 million receipts every month that we read. And uh, artificial intelligence enables us to not only take that data, you know, as correctly as possible, but as we see more of it, the accuracy level even increases, right? So we apply that artificial intelligence so the next time um, our software sees that receipt from Macca's, we automatically know what it says, where the fields are, pull the right information, do it faster. And over time, you know, it gets 
it gets um, you know even more economical for us to do that and, and makes things better. And can I ask, um, <laughs> at the risk of asking you to give away your secrets, does that mean that the machines are learning that every time they see a Macca's receipt, sorry, to, I shouldn't say Macca's, I should say some, what's, in a, a, what's a small business owned uh, chain that is franchise, Agalo, I don't know, something, something that's small business, right. Um, so every time that they see one of those receipts from that same company, it's learning the, the layout and understanding which figures it should be pulling out. And I guess that's where the machine learning comes in that's, from your end? That's exactly where it goes. It, it, you know, not only does it learn, you know, which supplier is it, you know, where to pull the next piece from, uh, it, it learns the currency, you know, because we literally, um, we can read currencies in different countries. And so it's almost like, when it sees a certain supplier, it can even start making some assumptions about what the rest of the invoice might look like. And this is where I like to compare um, AI with fake news uh, because um, I get frustrated when using AI in a, on a day-to-day basis that that starts to make assumptions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it says, oh, okay, well, this is, um, you went to Australia Post and you might have bought a printer at Australia Post, but it's going to assume that it's postage. Um, and I think that that's where it's more important to get into your understand how the program works yourself. And this is where a really good bookkeeper can be really helpful Mm -hmm. because they will set it up so that it gets faster and faster. So that every time you go to Australia Post, it goes to a particular, um, or it does or it doesn't go to a particular account. And then it's always got GST on it. And because you're very unlikely to buy a bottle of water from the Australia Post and you dictate how the automation happens rather than allowing, I guess, the AI to do it. You know, let's be crystal clear. At the core of what we do, um, we believe that you need to partner up with a strong accounting professional, whether it's an accountant or bookkeeper or both. Uh, you need to, at the end of the day, rely on them and their advice. And they're there to, you know, keep you out of trouble, save you time, save you uh, money as, as much as possible. And so um, I think it starts with do business with good people. They will take care of you. They'll leverage technology, but technology will never be a replacement for judgment and, you know, experience. So that's absolutely core to all of this ecosystem of ideas and your business working well, it starts with good people. So I'm at my computer and I've, I've stuck it all into my phone and I've taken hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of photos and I'm bored and I've, I've done all that and I'll never have to do it again. And then, I, uh, and then I go to my desktop and I start processing those and I start teaching the program that I'm using um, how to recognize what those are. Uh, now what happens? What happens now? You know, the beauty is you don't have to do much more than that. And what I mean by that is, you know, if your account or bookkeeper has access to your files, they're, they're going to basically be able to pull together um, reports that tell you how you're doing in real time. So literally this month, um, here's what your cash flow might look like. You've gotten this much, you know, in, um, in revenue, this much in costs. Um, they will be able to give you better real-time advice. Um, they'll be able to give you a rough sense for what you're tax situation might look like at the end of the, the quarter. And so that's the beauty about this technology. It, it not only can measure what you're doing to date in real time, uh, but it can start forecasting a little bit so you can make better decisions going forward. So frankly, there's not much more. I think the biggest thing to do is you, you create a new habit, which is as soon as you buy something, take a picture. 
And frankly, you can then crumple it up because we're going to keep it for you for seven to 10 years. The ATO expects us to keep it for seven years, expects your accountable keeper or yourself to keep it for seven years. We'll do that for you. But it all starts with taking a good quality picture and then you can pretty much forget about the rest. Mm. And it's also very important that um, you understand that just because everything's happening in real time, it doesn't mean that it doesn't require a little bit of input from you as the business owner. You know, this is your business. You can start flinging everything that's a sale into a generic sales account. You can stick everything that's a receipt into expenses if you like. It can just be incomings and outgoings. That's great. But what's the point of paying good money for accounting software that has the power to really give you some insights into your business? It does require a bit of legwork at the beginning. And that's where a good bookkeeper who is an expert in your industry and how your business works um, is, is really the best person. And do it at the beginning. You know, don't approach a bookkeeper of like two years in with your shoe boxes and everything and they don't know anything about what you do do it at the beginning and when you're starting out because then you've just got this journey of efficiency and automation and everything laid out in front of you when you're partnering with that and then and good software i think that's well. great advice you know I, I for me i've always thought about what you know what 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 is great technology? And, and for me, one of the things that got me most excited about working for a company like Receipt Bank is we make the shoebox go away. Mm. The shoebox is a huge pain for you, mm. for your accountant, for your bookkeeper, whoever. We make that go away. And then, you know, all of a sudden, everybody can focus on things that are more efficient, that are more, uh, you know, that add more value to society. And so let, let us handle the, the, you know, the ugly stuff, the, the stuff that takes a lot of time. You focus on what matters most and frankly, focus on looking at those P&Ls, those profit and loss statements that your account or bookkeeper are going to show you so that you can make better decisions to stay in business and thrive. Well, it's a fantastic way to wrap up today's show. Thank you so much for joining us here on Small Biz Matters, Louise. Tell us a little bit about Receipt Bank and how people can find out more. Sure. Um, you know, Receipt Bank, as we sort of talked about, is a, an application that helps you save time. At the end of the day, we take the shoebox away. We enable you to take pictures of receipts and invoices so that your account or bookkeeper can do your books more efficiently at the end of the year. Um, you can go to receiptbank.com slash au or just receiptbank.com. We will geolocate uh, you know, send you to the right uh, place. And if you uh, want to learn more, again, go there, find out about our different products. And uh, we hope that you start using the technology because it's there to save you time, give you back time with family and uh, make you help you make better business decisions. And you've got a conference coming up for accountants and bookkeepers. You want to give that a quick plug as well? well I appreciate that. Yes, we, we've got Receipt Bank Exchange coming up on April 2nd. Um, 2020 at the Sofitel Sydney Wentworth. We're going to have a couple hundred of accountants and bookkeepers to learn more about not only Receipt Bank, but everything going on in the industry. Just like, you know, we're talking about where is small business efficiency going? They're certainly very interested in staying a couple of steps ahead of you so they can give you great advice. And so we're going to bring in amazing speakers. Alexi's going to be joining us, moderating a panel or two. Uh, and uh, it's just going to be a great day to learn, to uh, get inspired, to network with a few people and we're going to give out our first receipt bank awards uh ever so that's exciting we got a lot of accounts and bookkeepers over a hundred people have already sent in nominations and so we're excited to uh to make their day i can't wait to see a whole bunch of accountants and bookkeepers getting really excited hey they can party <laughs> i can tell you that much well thank you again for joining us here on small biz matters and if you've missed any of today's program you can of course catch up via our website smallbizmatters.com.au where there are over 150 fantastic educational podcasts just like this one
If you've got a topic that you don't think we've covered, please get in touch and we'll have a look at uh, getting you on the program if you'd like to talk about your level of expertise. And of course, if you're listening on iTunes, please give us a thumbs up, a little rating. That would be greatly appreciated so we can keep on producing great work like this on community radio like Triple H 100.1 FM. We'll be back next week with another excellent guest on Small Biz Matters. You've been listening to Alexi Boyd.